Hola y bienvenidos to the Know Us By Our Names podcast. This podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of outstanding Latinas throughout history. I'm your host, Elisa Valdez Rodriguez. I'm the author of the best-selling novel, The Dirty Girls Social Club, and many other books. I do offer these podcasts freely, but your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you. We are going to be talking today about an incredible woman who was responsible. Well, she did many fascinating things, but one of the most important things she did was open up higher education in the Dominican Republic to women. Before her, women could not go to college in the Dominican Republic, if you can believe it. After her, they could. And um, she was not only a crusader for women's rights and a big progressive and very um, dedicated to issues of social justice, she was also a fabulous poet. And some regard her as the national poet of the Dominican Republic to this day. Her name is Salome Ureña. Salome Ureña was born October 21st, 1850 in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. Her parents were um, Nicolás Ureña de Mendoza, who was a writer, a teacher, and a lawyer, and Gregoria Díaz de León, who was a housewife and mom and also a homeschool teacher and a great intellect herself. At uh, a young age, both parents noticed that their daughter was precocious um, and ambitious and extremely smart, and so they undertook to give her an education at home. She could have gone to regular schools. Uh, They were a middle-class family, and that would have been possible, but um, back then, the schooling options for girls were somewhat limited to almost like a finishing school type of situation where you would go to school so that you would learn to be marriageable. And uh, Salome's parents could tell that she was probably cut out for more than that. And something amazing about her father is that um, rare for his time and even rare for our time in some parts of the Caribbean still, he was a feminist. He believed in the equality of, of the sexes. And he thought that Salome should get the best education possible. He would go on to um, found a newspaper, a progressive newspaper in his career, and was kind of a mover and shaker on social justice issues, and she followed in his footsteps. Uh, Among the things they taught her uh, were languages. So Salome could speak English, she could speak French, Spanish, and Latin. And by the time she was an adolescent, she was reciting works of great literature in all of those languages, and was eager to learn more. By the time she was 15, she had begun to write her own poetry. Her parents thought it was so good that they convinced her to start submitting it to publications when she was 17, national and international publications, and they got published. And by the time she was 18, she was already gaining some fame as a poet. And her early poems were kind of sweet 
and uh, whimsical in some ways. Maybe because she was so young, she was writing what she thought a girl should write. They were still beautiful linguistically. But as she got older, she started to write more poems about patriotic topics, political topics. Um, and you can imagine, you know, the world that she was growing up in. She's born one year after the Dominican Republic declares independence from Spain. And during her lifetime, boy, uh, the, the DR was involved in a lot of kind of a, you know, military type activity. They were invading Haiti. Um, they also were, you know, dealing with Spain again in 1863. Spain comes back around, tries to take the DR again. And so the Dominican Republic has to do the whole thing over again. And they called that the Dominican Restoration War. That went from 1863 to 1865. So this is, you know, her teen years, this is going on. And that war left 50,000 people dead, most of them Spaniards, but she's seeing all of that happen around her. So of course, she's involved in all of that. And her parents are very political and involved in all of that. And they're seeking independence and freedom and all of these kinds of new ideas. So she, uh, she stuck to that kind of poetry through her 20s and 30s. And um, she did get married at the age of 30, which was a little bit late for that era. She married another writer and a political figure. And his name was Dr. Francisco Enriquez y Carvajal. And they had four children. Um, and it's after this marriage that, that Salome starts exploring more personal poetry. And um, she writes poetry about her children. She writes poetry about her husband. Um, and uh, some of it's quite painful when you read it. Um, I'm, I'm going to share a poem of hers with you in a minute here that is about um, a, a theme that uh, many women are familiar with, especially from that time and era and now too. But basically, she's uh, her husband is on business trips, and it appears that people are reporting back to her that he's not being faithful on his business trips. So she's written a poem about that and the pain of knowing that. Um, nonetheless, she you know they didn't divorce. She stayed with him, and um, in eighteen eighty one, the two of them, Salome and her husband opened the first center uh, for higher education for young women in the Dominican Republic. And she named this the Instituto de Señoritas. Um, and they started training teachers there. So that was one of the crowning accomplishments of her life. Unfortunately, the, it was a life cut short. And she passed away on March 6th, 1897, at the age of 46, of tuberculosis. When we come back, I'm going to share with you a poem of hers, the poem I just told you about. Evening. 
A poem by Salome Ureña, translated by Tara Betts. To my absent husband, night is queen in our blessed home. Tropical, clean, serene, night, that maddening spirit, raising feeling to infinity. The sky is without clouds, without colorful clouds, lit diaphanous air, and the breeze in gracious flight, refreshing the land you stroll with elegant grace, when suave impulse sways the leaves of the plantain. Meanwhile, the flower bows, already casting a shadow nearby. All breathe in our calm home, all is peace, and quiet, only my soul, embarrassing bitterness of alienating heartache, and you turn to humble longing thought into bitterness with the sad emotion of life, for the first time feeling so anxious from the absent affection. Where, where are you? The heart struggling with anxiety, you search ceaseless hour after hour, the house, the breeze, the interrogating sky, the home of the orphaned is an asylum, yes, orphaned of your presence now, that and the soul of it shaking enthusiasm of arrogant awe, the hanging finery of different Dominican villages and houses, traveling, studying the future, germs of progress and life that latently sleeps in deeply felt straits to your zeal, the walls of the native city, and on wings of these tempting dreams, ardent in anxious living, the praising home of pleasure, you throw your smiling abandon to the masses and countrysides. Return, return to tell me how much the pen does not reveal at a given moment. The thousand fatigues of the rough road, your new impressions as traveler of your firm criterion, the judgment always upright, never erroneous, how you see and deserve decency with attractive magic, attention to your severe spirit, admiration for your haughty enthusiasm. They come to tell me alone if my memory accompanies your trip. When you cross the moving waves, when the sun of ardent flashes, tired traveler, the proud countrysides give you shelter. Already the torrid light, once and again and again on fire, from the ethereal mountain top, sent from the zone of your watering love, from the distant day in which I'm guided to the happy, calm sea, a vessel lost in the distance. You arrive far from my vista. Oh, how long the hours, what moments of sad absence. There are centuries of sad sorrow that pass slowly that ignore how the heart holds on. Oh, boundless anguish, 
Who gives me saving spaces and your anxious side to arrive on my course? And in this sweet and happy hour, into that sparkling friend, the sun pales. The suspended creation sets its mind of solemn peace, majestic boasting. See you, feel you, and breathe with you the calm benefactor of the night. January 1881 So, as we can see, Salome Ureña was a complex person. She was a woman like any other woman, dealing with family issues and relationship issues and motherhood issues. And she was also a remarkable intellect, a brilliant poet, and a crusader for women's rights in the Dominican Republic in the middle of the 19th century. And for that, we all owe her a debt of gratitude. So light a velita for her and remember to know her by her name, Salome Ureña. I'm gonna leave you today with three interesting factoids that I stumbled across in researching the life of Salome Ureña. The first one being that if you happen to live in Newark, New Jersey, or New York City, you will notice that there are elementary schools named after her. There's Salome Ureña Elementary Schools. And that is a testament to the large numbers and power of the large numbers of Dominicans and the power of the Dominican community in that region. During the 1990s, Dominicans were the largest single immigrant group to New York City and the surrounding area, which is quite amazing. Um, and now we have elementary schools named for Salome. Cool. Um, also kind of interesting, um, there are statues of Salome all over the Dominican Republic, and there are also paintings that at one painting in particular that gets used over and over to represent her in articles and books and things like that. And most people just assume that those are accurate representations of Salome, but they are not. There is in existence one photograph of Salome. It's a daguerreotype, and the original daguerreotype now resides in Havana, Cuba. And that daguerreotype shows quite clearly that Salome Oreña, a woman who's presented in her sculptures and paintings as being white, or a Spaniard-looking person, was actually an Afro-Dominican woman. She was Black, what we would consider Black in the United States anyway. There is a complex uh, reason well, no, it's a simple reason. It is racism like everywhere else. But the way that racism played out in the Dominican Republic and continues to play out there is complex and, and distinct compared to what happens in the United States. And not something that we have 
time to necessarily go into in this show, but it's something we're going to be touching on throughout this podcast as we highlight various different outstanding Latinas, including many from the Dominican Republic, who've worked to combat that racist attitude. So it is quite fascinating that the image we all have of Salome from these paintings and, and sculptures is inaccurate and whitewashed. So that's something to think about. There's actually a really wonderful article that I read about this by um, an assistant professor of American studies at Yale University named Dixa Ramirez. She's looked into it, and um, I would highly encourage you guys to look that article up. Um, also, okay, so the third thing I wanted to talk about is how Salome uh, made it into a novel by one of the most wonderful Latina American novelists, which is the Dominican American novelist Julia Alvarez. She wrote a novel that was published in 2000 called In the Name of Salome. And that book is actually about it's, it's fiction, but it's historical fiction. So it's based on real life and real people. And it, it focuses on uh, Salome's daughter, Camila Enriquez Ureña, who was a Spanish teacher at Vassar College uh, and very, very different from her mom. So um, I thought those were three interesting facts about Salome Ureña. I hope you've enjoyed learning about her. And I hope that you will remember to know her by her name. Salome Ureña, poet, activist, leader, mom, wife, remarkable Dominican woman. Thank you for spending time with the Know Us By Our Names podcast. We'll see you next time.